This week's uh, Torah portion, it's a double Polish portion, Tazria Mitzorah. And uh, I'd like to also tie in a little bit to the fact that uh, we just uh, finished uh, yesterday and last night commemorating Yom HaShoah and see if there's any tie-in, perhaps. You know, there's always connections between the parish and what's going on in society. Um, we are going to be learning Le'ilu Nishmas, uh, Rabbi Gil Shoham, Zichrono Tzadik Levrocha, whose yard site is today. He was the founder of Emma uh, Kibur Day School, which was the name at the time. He was also was the rabbi at Shari Tzedek. And, uh, you know, even though he did not, the school was not at this campus, but it was a number of different places, starting in the basement of, uh, of Shari Tzedek. And he had the, uh, vision and the foresight, knowing that the fledgling North Hollywood community, really Valley community, would not be able to grow without having a vibrant Jewish day school. And so uh, this goes back over 60 years ago. He pushed, and there was a lot of resistance. Uh, even in the Orthodox community, we don't have the money for this, and so we can't do it. And he pushed, and uh, we're sitting here today with 900 students based on his vision and foresight that the school and the community has grown. Look at the... Growth of the uh, valley communities are is incredible. So that was uh, his his yard site today. So today's learning should be as a elevation of his neshama, Okay. This week is a double parsha, and starting really at the end of the first chapter in this week's parsha, and going on for almost two parshios is a series of halachas that are very, very technical and actually don't really apply today, but nevertheless, there are eternal, lifelong messages that can be gleaned from the study of these laws. So you have, at the end of last week's parsha was the laws of kashras, what animals you're allowed to eat, what animals you're not allowed to eat, right? Then in the beginning of this week's parasha, we talk about some of the halachas associated with childbirth, goes to brismila, circumcision, and then we start with the laws of tzaras. Now, what tzaras is translated in most of the uh, early English translations, probably based on the Latin translations, is leprosy. However, uh, it's, it's clear, and there's a whole thesis that's written about over, almost 300 years ago by Rav Shamshan Rafal Hirsch, who was uh, the uh, head of Orthodox Jewry in Frankfurt, Germany, that proves clearly that whatever we're discussing here, whatever Tsaras is, has nothing to do with the laws of leprosy, but in fact is some type of physical manifestation of a spiritual malady, a spiritual sickness. That if a person is spiritually sick, the body reflects that. And that sickness now is tied to a spiritual 
sickness. And the way to cure it is to cure the actual malady, the, the, is the, the spiritual sickness is the way to cure the, the, the physical manifestation of it. All right? And he proves it from, from the, it's a whole, that clearly it's got nothing to do with, with leprosy. We're not talking about some kind of infectious disease. And uh, the reason that it could have perhaps been misdiagnosed as that's what it is, is because one of the things that the person who gets Taras has to do is he has to leave the machan, he has to leave the campsite, he can't be around others. So they took that in well, because he's physically, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, uh, he's, he can spread the, the leprosy or whatever it is, but actually it's not, we're going to see one of the prim- primary averas that cause Taras to happen is Lashon Hara. What you're going to see is acting in an antisocial manner, and as part of the cure, we have to get him out of society. He has to leave society to be able to work on what it is before he can re-enter and join his place in society. But it has nothing to do with that, the, 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 sin, the, the, the disease known as Tsaras today. In fact, we don't really have Tsaras today. And the commenter is explaining, why don't we have Tsaras today? Because in order for there to be that sensitivity that a person's spiritual well-being affects his physical, we have to be on a high plane of spirituality. And unfortunately, today we're not at that level, at that high level, so that reaction of Tsaras to sin does not occur because we're not living in the level where the body reacts that way to, to, to something spiritual, uh, which is unfortunate. That just shows that, that we are not at the level. It doesn't mean that, you know, that we shouldn't learn from there what happens when you speak Tzaraz and how you're supposed to, how, when you speak Lashon Aram. And that's what we're going to be discussing somewhat today. Now, some basic, just some basic questions here. Chazal tell us that the word Metzora, which is the, the person who is afflicted with Tsaras, comes from the word Motsira. Motsira means that this person uh, puts forth a, 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 a negative, negative things, which is it's negative speech. So the importance that not speaking negatively, that's the idea of, that's what prim- is the primary Aveira of Motsira, you're speaking negatively about, it could be about anything, it could even be about yourself, the person allowed to speak to, uh, Lashonara about themselves either. What's fascinating though, and this is going to be the first question we're going to ask, is that the, the Chafetz Chaim, which is Rabbi Yisrael Merikon Kagan, wrote a whole Safer on the laws of Lashon Hara. That's why he got the name Chafetz Chaim because the Pasuk tells us that Mia Isha Chafetz Chaim, who desires life, guard your tongue. The secret to long life might be exercise, but more important is exercising your tongue. Being careful, you know, what, what, what comes out of your mouth. The Kutzker, the, uh, one of the Hasidic masters, was very sharp. He says, you know, that the world would be a better place 
if Jews are more careful about what comes out of their mouth than what goes into their mouth. And we're all careful about what we're eating, so what goes in, let's be careful about what comes out too. But the time list is about over 30, over 30 sins associated prohibitions in the Torah with speaking Lashon Hara. But he draw, he makes different categories. What is the one thing you have to tell someone? You don't say that. You can't speak that way. What do they always respond? But it's true. But the but it's true is what actually what makes it Lashon Hara. There is something called Rechilus. Rechilus is libel. Right? Or Motsi Shemra. That is a prohibition, but it's not the primary pro- prohibition of Lashon Hara. The primary la- prohibition of Lashon Hara is when it actually is true. Which really needs some understanding. You know, I would just ask you before today's class started, is it worth to say something that is true or something that's not true? You would say making something that's not true is a lot worse than saying something that is true. And yet it's exactly opposite. Saying that which is true is Lashon Hara. Saying not true, that's another prohibition. Libeling somebody or whatever it is. But it's not as bad. How could that be? How can Motsi Shemra or Rechilus or, or be less of a violation than Lashon Hara that is true? Right, so that's question number one. That itself really also begs a question, especially it, 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 it's a red flag on every level in today's 21st century sensibilities when you try to suppress truth. Right? We grow up that one of the basic freedoms of living in the United States, freedom of speech. Right? And you can get sued for libel if it's not true, but if it's true... Right? There would be no uh, media industry if you weren't allowed to... Actually, the Chavaz Chaim says that you're not allowed to read newspapers today because the back news going back on over 100 years ago because you're over Averis of Lashon Hara all the time. What sells newspapers? Lashon Hara is what sells newspapers. But it affects our sensibility to think that we're suppressing truth. What? In fact, we say the name of Hashem, Chavaz Mashaari, seal is truth. Truth is a very important value, not just in, in, in the United States, but in the Torah. The greatest of the Avos is Yaakov, Yaakov was Emes. How can, how can we suppress truth? How could that be so bad to suppress the truth? What is wrong with speaking Lashara? But it's true! If it's not true, then it's not Lashara, but if it's true, so what's so bad? So we're asking, A, why is it when it's true worse than when it's not true? And number two, why is it even a, a, a intrinsically wrong to speak Lashon Hara if it actually is the truth. Okay, so those are the two questions we're going to try and address today. So, I want to share with you a... Uh, a question that this is actually the Chavetz Chaim himself asks this question. We have a fascinating halacha which doesn't seem to make sense. The law of Tsaras is He sees some type of white lesion on the skin, right? 
and of course the hair is within the lesion to turn white, right? And there's also live flesh within this lesion. Okay, good. What are the technicalities? They're not so important. But you have a white spot with some raw flesh with two hairs sticking out of it. Alright? Tsaras, Noshenes, this is a reoccurrence of an old Tsaras, whatever, and the person is considered to be Tamei. Alright? Timo Kohen, alright, and the Kohen will make him Tamei. Alright? So, the, 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 the case over there is so much if it came, it's an old occurrence that came back, it might not be problematic. If it spread a little bit, then it is problematic. That's what it's dealing with. We didn't do the first chapter, but this is the second chapter. But the problem is like this. If it spreads a little bit more than it was before, then it makes it. So you've got a white lesion that's either an original lesion, or it's spread a little bit from, from an original lesion. Then the person is Tamei, then it's considered to be Tsaras. However, look at Pasuk Yud Beis. If the tzaras has spread over the entire skin of the person, and the tzaras now has covered the entire person, from head to toe, and all the Kohen sees is this uh, eruption of, of the skin, Right? So there's basically white saras over the entire body. Right? What does it say? 13. The cone will see they're covered all of the flesh of this person. He says this is not a, a, a non-pure uh, nega, a lesion. Right? Since the person is completely covered in white, tahorhu. Ask the Chavetz Chaim, he says, that makes no sense. If a small dot on the person that turned white is enough to make the person Tamei, then Kalva Chomer, a fortiori, all the more so, that if the entire person is covered with this eruption, then what? For sure what? He should be Tamei. And yet what do we see? That no, that this person is considered to be Tahor. How could that be? Does it, logically, it makes no sense. Yeah, the Torah says it, we have to keep it. But he said, what's the logic there? Again, if it's a small white spot on the body, Saras, Tameh. The whole body covered in these white spots, how could that be? So, Rav Shams and Rafal Hirsch try to, tries to address this. He says something. We'll say today we can say maybe a different interpretation. But he says, he says, you know what? If the person's completely covered, that means there's nothing you can do for such a guy. That he is, he is so bad, it doesn't help. He's Tahor, because it doesn't make, there's no way you, the whole point of making him Tameh is that he should work on himself and be able to come back and, so this guy has passed any help. So therefore there's no purpose in making him Tameh. That's what he wants to say. The Chavetz Chaim gives a different answer. He says that the idea of, if it's a little spot, you can walk, you put some cover up, nobody sees, you don't have to be, you're not so embarrassed. If it's completely covered, you're so embarrassed, the embarrassment itself has the impact on getting the person back on track socially and understanding what he's done wrong. And so you don't have to go through the Tumatahara process for that because 
it's built in because of how bad the physical impact on that. Let's see if we can come up with a different end. But the question is a, gr- is a great question. If one little spot makes you tzameh, covered completely, how could that be tahor? That's the question. That's a, So it's, it seems that it spread. There was a spread. So it spread. It spread, but it didn't go away. It actually just ended up covering the entire body, saying, that's not, that's some kind of skin lesion. This guy has to go to dermatologist. He doesn't have to come to the Kohen. That's, but, you know, so we're trying to figure out why not. So why when not? it started as something small, was he quarantined? So it could be he was quarantined and went through, and then, but we just saw it kept getting worse. But that's not what it is. Now, the, the, so basically we're asking like this. Number one, why is Lashon HaRa, specifically if it's true, not when it's not true. It's true, it's true, but that's what makes it Lashon HaRa. That's what, you know, and that's even worse than when it's not true. And number two, how could suppression of truth, which it seems to be what we're trying to do over here, you know, a lot of say, you've got, we, we know that that, our sensibilities of the 24th century, but I said even the Torah sensibilities, truth is one of the highest values. How could we suppressing truth? Why would be, why would you not be allowed to suppress to, to, to tell the truth. In fact, it's something that's going on. We have all these things now in situations where in, in, in the Orthodox uh, world where certain things happen and you, you, you have obligations to notify authorities. And something, you, you don't suppress the truth. So how could this all of a sudden be that you're suppressing the truth? What is, what is that, this idea of Lashonara? We see also that, you know, the devastating impact in Lashonara is so great that it's almost, it's, 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 it's not, it is compared to the three cardinal sins of idolatry, adultery, and murder. The first base of Migdash, the Gemara tells us in Yuma, was destroyed because of the three cardinal sins. That destruction, the goal is that it, it was 70 years. Then we came to the second base of Migdash, was Sinat Chinam, but the commentaries say it was Lashon Hara. Sinat Chinam manifests itself in Lashon Hara. And we still don't have it back today. So it's even worse. The effects of Lashon Hara, now obviously we know the punishment for the three cardinals is murder, uh, is, 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 is uh, a person can be executed. A person is not executed for Lashon Hara. It must mean the impact that it has on the person himself and on society around him is even worse. What's Taklip Shat? So, I want to share with you an idea I heard from my own Shiva of Yochanan's Waikshlita, and then we'll see, perhaps uh, take it a, a step further. Just one last question itself. It's very interesting is that who, has, who does the person who has this affliction have to go to? This is one of the proofs of Hirsch brings down. If it's, if, it's, if it's leprosy, who should you be going to? The doctor. You gotta to go to a doctor. No, that's not ego. He goes to a Kohen. It has to be Aaron or one of his sons, which is very interesting the way it brings it down. Say, so you have to go to a Kohen or go to the Kohanim, the sons of Aaron. So either Aaron or one of his sons. Very interesting. Why does that have to be? This is the foreigner asked the question. It's like this. It comes out very interesting is that if you have a Talmud Chacham, but Moshe Feinstein, 
greatest posak of our of the past generation in living in the United States. Right? Knows all the halachas of tsaras back and forth, no problem. You go to him and you say, Am I Tameh, am I Tahar? It doesn't work. You go to the Kohen, the next door neighbor, the guy that has an elementary school education, he's the only one who could say Tameh or Tahar. It has to be a Kohen. Why? So what the, the person who doesn't know the Allah will have to ask from the post sake. The post sake will tell him this, these are the signs, and then he has to declare Tameh Tahar. Without his declaration, the person is not Tameh. And if the person is already Tameh, without his declaration, the person cannot become Tahar. You need to have the Kohen. Which is very interesting. Why? What exactly is the necessity of having a Kohen? So basically, we're trying to understand the dynamics. What exactly is, uh, is, is, is Tzaras, uh, and, 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 and the connection to Lashon Hara that makes it that it's only when it's true, manifests itself in, 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 in Tzaras. Tzaras is only when it's on one particular spot, if it covers the whole body, then it's not considered to be Tzaras. Why is that true? Why does it have to be a Kohen? Also, and, 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 and I guess, a basic understanding in terms of dynamic, we know, and this is very, this is, this is education 101, parenting 101, you know, the punishment has to fit the crime. Now, I understand, we said, kicking him out of the machana, he's been antisocial, so I understand kicking him out of the machana. How does giving this guy this one spot on his skin and making him tummy, how is that what's called quid pro quo? How is that mida connected mida? How is that that the punishment is fitting the crime. You have, when you educate a person, I remember when I was growing up, you know, you call out a, you turn in class, or you, right, stay after class, and you have to write on the board a hundred times, I won't talk in class, okay? Do you think that taught me anything about not talking in class? Just made me upset at the teacher that I'm missing my break. That, that punishment has to fit, that when you're giving punishment, it has to fit the, 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 the offense. So, how is the tsaras Connected to the Lashon Hara. That's it's the uh, we were trying to figure out. All right. We'll get we'll get maybe we'll get to that. Right now we're focusing specifically on the Tzaras that's on the body. We'll talk about the other things later. All right. Now. We live in a in a society that actually more now there's the sensitivity than ever. Right? The idea of fake news. What's the idea of fake news? Used to be, you know, you watch ABC, CBS, uh, NBC, you get the pretty much the same news. Right? Might be a little bit of a twist, depending on the personality of the news anchor. But he pretty much came away. Today, you know, you can watch, you know, you watch Fox, you watch CNN. It's like, you're watching two different accounts of, a completely different accounts of the events that happen. Right? What's this notion of fake news? I think that's going to give us an idea of what exactly the sin of Lashon Hara is. Information is only uh, viable and can only be used if you understand context. Let me tell you what I mean. 
turn on CNN, for anyone who still watches CNN, right, but this is, they're notorious for doing this, and they show you a 10-second clip of an Israeli soldier taking a baton and hitting a, a Palestinian over the head. Okay? That becomes a clip now. That's the main focus. Becomes all the news is carry that. What do you walk away with? Is Israeli brutality. Defenseless Palestinian Israeli brutality. But they chose to leave out the 15 seconds before. And in the 15 seconds before, if you see that Palestinian throwing a rock and taking the eye out of a, a, a soldier, that lends a whole different context to the information that has been, that was, that was seen. Which means, did they show something that's true? They showed something that's true. But because they did not show all of the context, the entire picture, they've used the truth to distort the reality of the situation. By selectively focusing on one part, as opposed to showing the big picture, they now have distorted the truth Using the truth. That is what Lashonara is. A human being is a confluence of many different characteristics, many behaviors, some negative, some positive, and most times, most people, the majority is positive. What the Baal Lashonara is able to do He's able to focus in on the one negative trait, on the one negative behavior. He's able to focus in on that, hones in on that, and that is, he zeroes in on that, and now you associate that person specifically with that negative trait, and you lose sight of the entirety of the person. It's almost like, you know, so you have a beautiful woman and she has a pimple on her nose. What is everybody looking at? Everybody looks at the pimple. That we focus in on the one defect. We focus. It doesn't have to be in a pimple. It's very interesting. Is that you have f- famous people, right? Movie stars that they have, let's say, a mole. If you just focus on, on, on the mole, if you look at the, bit, the full context of the person, it actually becomes like a beauty, call it a beauty spot. Right? If you look at, if you see the full, you look at the full picture. But you don't look at the full picture, then you look at it as a defect. You can have the same thing. If you just focus in on that one thing, it is, and you use that to define everything else, then you've taken what is true. Think about this. This is what Oshanara is. You've taken what is true about the person, but now we've got a distorted reality of the entire individual. That is what the problem of Lashon Hara is. You take the truth and you use it to distort reality. You don't show the big picture. Now let's go back and answer the questions. It's specifically when it's true. You know why? Something that's not true, you can disprove. 
If there is a, you go to court and you, you have, we have right now, you have like, you know, billions, million dollar settlements, whatever it is, because you spoke rechilus, you liable. You can sue someone for liable, and even though it's, listen, it's terrible and it's hard to shake the negative thing that was said, but you can show that it wasn't true. But when you're telling the truth, how do you, how do you disprove the truth? So the truth is a lot more damaging than when it's not true. That's why Lashon HaRa is worse than just regular Chilas. Because when it's true, you can't, yeah, it's true, that is true. I did do that, you know. But you have to look at the context. Then you have to already put the asterisks in there, but there was the context, whatever. And that's why, you know, you get that vision of the Israeli soldier hitting the... That's what you get. That's when he's emblazoned in your mind. Of course, truth is a high value. But not when you're using the truth to distort reality. It has to be a truth that reflects reality, not one that distorts reality. Truth with the real, with the true reality. But not when you're picking and choosing what part of the clip you want to show. Then that's not a high value. That's the worst value you can have. That's the highest level of antisocial because really, as I heard from Rashi, it's on the internet. Everybody has negatives to them. Right? So you should deal with people you want to deal with as you deal with yourself. Right? Most of us don't look at ourselves as wicked people. Now we can all think of things that we've done, that we do, that are terrible and horrible. But we're willing to look at our, the big picture. I know I do a lot of good things too. So I'm not looking at myself as if I'm a Russia. That's how you have to look at somebody else too. And if you're not, and, and that's actually how society works. We connect on the positive things between each other. We focus on what is positive. If you have a society that everybody's focusing on what's negative within each other, then that is a dysfunctional society. That is a society that will collapse because you cannot bond, you cannot come together. Moshe Rabbeinu said when he heard that they had spoken Lashon HaRa when he killed the Mitzri, he says, now I understand why the Jews aren't getting out of Egypt. They can't function as a people. If, there's a, uh, a, 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 if, if, if Lashon HaRa is prolific and we're focusing just on the negatives of each and every one of us, we can't function as a people. Mostly we don't deserve to get to, to leave Egypt. So we understand why Lashon has to be true. We understand why it's not really a suppression of the truth. It's just you cannot be selective with the truth. You have to give the big picture. You have to show the big picture, the positives in, as well, not just the negatives. And by the way, I've spoken about this as well in terms of uh, parents and, and teachers when it comes to having children that have certain behavioral issues, not defining the child by just, you know, the one thing that they do wrong, but looking at the composite of the, the entire child. You know, never use the expression, you are a bad child. You did something wrong. Bad means that there's no redeeming value. The fact you did something wrong, okay, we have to address that. It doesn't make you all bad. Just that even though the words we use can be damaging in terms of focusing on the big picture. 
I think this also answers the question that the Chafetz Chaim asked. Right? Listen to what God does. It's unbelievable. It's just, there's, there's a beautiful idea of Mershiv, and I think this answers. What's Lashon HaRa? The Midah Kemegid Midah. God goes and puts one little spot on you. And what does that do? That makes you, your whole body Tameh. Why should the whole body be Tameh? It's only one spot. Let that be the problem part. No. That one problem spot, what do you do now? The whole body becomes Tameh. That's the Midah Kemegid Midah. God's saying, that's what you did. You focused on that one little spot of that person... You focus on one little spot of that person and you basically destroy the whole person. That person is a wicked person because of that one behavior, because of that one. That's what you're going around telling everybody. God is saying, I'm going to do the same thing to you. You're going to learn that message. Why? One little spot. That one little spot is going to make you so tame you have to leave the machane. Ask the Chavetz Chaim. The whole body is covered. If one spot is tzaraz, the whole body, no, because the whole body doesn't show that message. And it's something that, that's, a, that's a skin problem. That's not the problem of Lashon HaRa. Lashon HaRa is specifically when it's that one spot. Because if it's not that one spot, then it's not the message of Lashon HaRa. It's not the message that's given the Mitzvah. It has to be on the one spot. The whole body, Mishpachas, with some kind of skin disease. Go, go to a dermatologist. Don't go to a Kohen. Hmm? <coughs> the last question we asked was, why a Kohen? Why not the Chacham? Go to the rabbi of the city. Why go? It's like this. The Midah of Aaron, in Pirkei Avaz, it says, Aaron was Ohev Shalom, the Rodev Shalom. Aaron was just looking for harmony and peace between people. He would go, two people are fighting, he would go to Reuven and say, you know, Shimon really loves you and he wants to be your friend. Yes, you had a fight, but he really, he'd go to Shimon and say, you know, I, uh, I, I just thought, Reuven really wants to be friends. He would figure out how to bring people together. He would figure out how to focus on positive. Being objective. Being objective is a meter of, if you want friendship, you want people to get along, you have to be able to focus on the positives of people. That means you have to have objective. You can't just be looking at the negative all the time. You go to the chacham, you go to the rabbis, used to saying, this is no good, this is no good. So that's not who you want to go to. The person you want to go to is somebody who is the objective person. You want to go, Aaron represents Aaron and that gene, that Kohen gene. It's fine. They did the, in these genetic studies. It's unbelievable. Is that in the Ashkenazi community, it's in the 90s, how they find anybody's a Kohen has this gene in them that is from a Kohen. In the Sephardic community, it's a little lower. It's like an 80, 88 percentile. But anyone who's a Kohen has a certain marker. Certain genetic marker. There is not only a physical marker, but there is in that Mida of Aaron. That's why you've got Aaron or one of his sons. You need that objectivity. If you're going to say that somebody is Tameh, the person who you need to say that he's Tameh is the most objective person. You don't want the greatest scholar being the one doing it. You want the one that's the most objective doing it. That's why it has to be Aaron or Kohen or one of his children that have that trait. That's who you go to. He's the one that's going to help you extricate from your problem. He's going to help you identify your problem. But you have to go to someone who's objective for that. If you think the person just says everything is negative, you're not going, that's not going to help you. You go to the most objective person that's Aaron and his sons. That's the ones that you need to go to. So basically, we'll just finish off over here. I had a little part more, but it's, it's related. Is that, that we're saying is that Lashona Ra, it is the truth, but it's a distortion of the reality. It is fake news. 
Why is it fake news? Because you're not saying the context. You're not saying the context. I have a parental complaint. The teacher did this. You have to go and see what happened in the classroom. You see the context of what happened. It's a whole different story of what happened when you get context. Lashon HaRa is using truth to destroy reality, to, to destroy the, uh, re, the, 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 the reality of the situation. And it's so bad because it's very hard to fight when somebody's using truth. Truth. And it affects, we take the negatives which everybody has and we focus on them. That becomes the negative that the person's associated, that defines the entire person. That's what the negative impact is on an individual level, on a societal level. We're all looking at the negatives of each one of us. We don't come together in society which requires focusing on the positives doesn't mean ignoring the negatives, but recognizing there is that silver lining. There are the positives that need to be addressed. Those have to be viewed as well. And so, uh, and that's why you need the Kohen, because somebody who's objective is able to do that. Somebody that's subjective cannot do that, so it specifically has to be a Kohen. I want you to have a wonderful week. I say something to somebody, and I don't